You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade, our magical edition. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We've just enjoyed a couple of marvelous days at the Disneyland Resort, and we're here to talk to you all about the Disneyland Resort, what's new, what's there. We're also going to expand it, talk a little bit about dining and accommodation. Yeah, you don't just come here for the rides. <laughs> it's just one part of the pie. You come here. Do they have pie? They Probably. have everything else. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've gone through my list of everything we've eaten, and I don't think I've ever had a piece of pie at Disney. Yeah, the rides are just one part of it, and there's the eating, there's the shows, there's the if you choose to stay right here on the property. Character dining, we're going to be talking about that today, and accommodations. And new stuff. And new stuff. Because there's always something new going on. That's true. There has never been one time that we've ever come back to Disney and not had something new. And what's also important to know is what's new to you. Because there's a lot of people that only come to the park every couple of years. They save their money and come. There's some people that literally have passes that come all the time. There's us that come, you know, a couple of times a year. But there's always something new for everyone. And one thing I'm going to talk about later on is something new we did that I had no idea was even there and it's been around for a while. So you always discover new things as well. Speaking of discoveries. Yes. We also discovered that there's a lot of stuff to do beyond the Disney gates. Who knew? In Anaheim, there's a lot of exciting new things going on in Anaheim. Now, there's so much to tell you about that we decided to just talk about Disney for this episode. But if you listen next week, we're going to be talking about a lot of really cool stuff you can do right there in Anaheim without going very far past Disney. Yes, it's going to be sort of an Anaheim behind the Disney borders. There is a bunch of new neighborhoods, new restaurants, a whole scene that you can literally plan a vacation and just the park be part of it. So there's just, it's the whole thing combined, which is going to be a really fun episode, plural, that we're going to do between today and next week. Coming up, we're going to be interviewing John McClintock, who is with Disney. Our good friend John, he always has so much good information for us. Going to give us a lot of great information, and we'll be talking about, like we said, some of the new things, some of the places to eat, and the accommodations. There's so much to do here at Disney. I think, like we said, a lot of people come here for vacation. Some people come for the day. So this is your end-all, be-all when it comes to the park, dining, and where to sleep right here at the Disneyland Resort. Before we head to Disney, we first got to do Hot Topics and Travel. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show this week at a magical location. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Our show today, all about the Disneyland Resort. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. Usually during hot topics in travel, I try to pick something that will get a reaction out of you, sort of enrage you, <laughs> make you stomp your feet up and down, make you want to write a letter to somebody, something that will Which kind I of... I never do, because I just, I just complain about it here. But today, since we're in Disney, the magical place, let's try to keep the magic going with some, something nice, something that will bring heartwarming memories to you okay for hot topics and travel all right let's hear it guess what is 50 years old this year you <laughs> guess what at disneyland is 50 years old this year you're ageless honey don't <laughs> let me kid you in disney um I, I don't i don't know what is 50 it's the tiki room oh i love 
love the Tiki Room. And this caught my eye because I know the Tiki Room has always been one of your favorites. Especially on a hot day. I love the Tiki Room. I've always loved it. And even when we brought the Many Me's, I always make them learn the Tiki songs. We go on a hot day. It's a great place to go. Not to mention the Dole Pineapple Whip. You know, I rarely eat pineapple, but for some reason I eat it when we're at Disneyland. Because it's delicious. Those big pineapple slices on a stick. Yep. Well, that's just one part of it. I could actually, I, there's a Dole Whip, there's the pineapple, and I, I think there's like a frozen, ugh, I feel like I'm not a Disney fanatic now. There, I think there's a third item. So if anyone could tweet us that, that'd be great. What is the third item? You've got your Dole Whip, you've got your pineapple spears, and I think there's one other pineapple-esque thing. Tweet that to at Travel Brigade. Now, 50 years, what's been your favorite, can you remember a favorite bird or a favorite time when you saw that? I always love the fake thunder and lightning. I think it's just really fun with the rain and all of that. But I love the birds and I love the, the tikis that sing. I love the boats. I just love it all. I just like to join in and sing, have a good time. I've been told to be quiet more than once in that show, I have to say. Well, like you said, it's a great place if you've been running around all day and it's in the afternoon and it's hot. It's a great place to just go sit and hang out for a while. And it's always running. It's every 15 minutes or something. So you can't, no matter what time of day, you just show up and you can almost always get in. If I'm not mistaken, Disneyland itself turned 50 a couple of years ago. Right. And so I think every year now we're going to start seeing these different rides have their 50th anniversary. Yeah, all the new ones. Yeah, there was some that came obviously with the initial opening, but there were some that were built the first, you know, almost 10 years that the park was open. And ever since then, there's been a lot of new things added. We're going to talk about them with John McClintock in our next interview. We love John. We work with him before when we come to Disney, but he knows everything. I say one thing about Disney and he knows 50,000 things about it. It's like he's so knowledgeable. So it's always great to talk to him and for him to share what's really happening behind the scenes or behind the gates here at Disney. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out at our website, TravelBrigade.com. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and my co-host Jeff Griffin talking about my lovely magical place, the Disneyland Resort. Here to tell us more about it is John McClintock with Disneyland Resorts. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. You know, John, when we talked with you last summer... Cars Land was really hot. Brand new. So, so brand new, summer of 2012. Summer of 2013, we go back to Disneyland. Cars Land is still incredibly hot. <laughs> well, of course, being in public relations, we don't hesitate to continue calling it new, even though it is <laughs> well, a year old. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, one of the things I noticed, too, when we were there is we did our vigilant, got to the park even before opening to get our tickets and get in. And it wasn't more than an hour after we were at California Adventure and the Fast Passes were gone for the day. It's that popular that people are still wanting to get there and make sure they get on the ride. And we had a bonus, Sean, which I didn't do last year, was I got to do Cars Land at night. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see the actual switching on of the lights that they do every night? I didn't. Does that come on at a certain time? It does. Uh, it, it happens basically at sundown. And, uh, again, if you're familiar with the movie Cars, and one of the reasons I love Cars Land is because it really is like walking into the movie. Um, they do a cruise uh, down uh, the main drag there in Cars Land at night, the same way they do in the original movie, where the, the sun comes down, the, all the neon on the street comes on and they play some rock and roll cruise music for people coming into Cars Land. Well, we went to get our fast passes. And so when we were standing in line, we thought, okay, this was our trick, which I'm sure this, everyone has their own little tricks of the park, right? So we thought we would go get our fast pass to Cars, to Cars Land to go see Radiator Springs, which is one of the rides, of course, that we're talking about. Sorry, in Cars Land, I should have clarified that. And then get our tickets to World of Color for later on that night. And so when we got to the front and we realized we had, you know, an 8 o'clock time, I was ecstatic because I thought, I wanted to go last year at night, and now I got to go. And I thought, it is such a different experience. Yeah, it is. It's, it's beautiful. And as I say, it's... Uh you know, our Imagineers, of course, are great at designing rides and attractions, but uh, sometimes you forget how terrific they are at just creating an entire environment, and Cars Land is certainly that. And we did Luigi's Tires last time, but we got to do the other ride. Mater's Junkyard Mater. Jamboree. Thank you, Mater's Junkyard <laughs> Jamboree. I actually got to do that this year, and that was really fun as well. Yeah, and of course, Mater recorded all that new music for the Junkyard Jamboree, so when he makes those tractors dance, uh, you're actually hearing his voice on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's quite fun and entertaining. It's really funny. His voice goes through all the different languages as well to do the instructions <laughs> we thought was that was really funny. Well, tell us the updates in the park this year. I mean, we noticed a few new things. So well, tell us course, what's new. We devoted so much energy to Disney California Adventure over the last few years that uh, this year we've added a couple of new things to Disneyland. Uh, if you walk down Main Street towards Sleeping Beauty Castle, you will find just as you get to the drawbridge over on the left-hand side, there is a whole new little uh, village uh, designed to sort of extend the castle so that it has that kind of medieval feeling to it. And it's a, a courtyard area that leads into a royal hall. Oh, that's what it's called. I was going to try to remember the name of it. Yes, the royal yeah, hall. The royal hall and, the, and the, er, the overall area is called Fantasy Fair. And uh, you can meet the princesses there inside the royal hall or they also do a live show in the royal theater out there. So uh, there's a lot for princess lovers and you know who they are. Hey, uh, we're, we're princess lovers. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, John, see, I thought I was going to beat the system. I didn't look at the form. I've been to Disneyland so many times. I thought I knew what I was doing when I hopped on the train over there in New Orleans Square and planned literally to get out on the train over by Toontown to see the princesses. And I realized they weren't there. And that's when I realized there's this brand new place that you guys built. The princesses have migrated. That's true to Fantasy Fair. But that, uh, that in itself has freed up the Fantasyland Theater area where they were doing their meet and greets previously. So we now have a brand new show in the Fantasyland Theater, Mickey and the Magical Map, uh, which is a great character show, lots of song and dance, and some really elaborate technical effects because the main scenic piece for the show is a giant video screen that represents the map that uh, Mickey is trying to paint and get to the various locations where the show elements take place. At one point, he actually enters the map, that is the live Mickey goes up to the video screen and dissolves into an animated character on the screen. And I was going to say one thing that I noticed about the, where the new princesses are at, it's more of a permanent structure, and that's really nice as well. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it definitely has a, a, the look of being in a, in a hall in a big castle. And, of course, it's right next to Sleeping Beauty Castles. It's perfect location for the princess. It's something that befits royalty. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Well, we have a son who is in his teenage years but has some special needs, and he's enchanted by the princesses, to say the least. But this was the time where I noticed that he's starting to connect, like being a couple with some of the princesses. And he did actually kind of go out on a limb to Cinderella and say that he might like to have one of the princesses as girlfriend and she was very polite and said she was married <laughs> but but graciously offered to take him to the ball which I thought was so sweet that is sweet <laughs> but you know and the other thing I noticed too is there's a little you know food cart like there is at every place in Disney and every time you add something new there's always some new little twist to it so there's this frozen apple drink that I thought was really cute that kind of tied into the whole princesses and the poison apple and all that it's delicious but be careful who you take it from <laughs> that's true <laughs> well that drink is enormously popular and of course you're getting it from Maurice uh, Bell's yeah. father so I think it's safe uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but it's it's uh, uh, was interesting the way you put it that there's an interesting twist there because of course Maurice's other specialty at his food cart is the the twisty bread that he sells. There. Right, I noticed that, and there's yeah. different fruit flavors as well as some chocolate things. I always think it's kind of funny when the food sort of ties into the little environment that you're in. And there was not a lack of people wanting to stand in line and see the princesses. And I think what's really fun is that you actually get to they kind of change throughout the day, so you're always seeing certain princesses, but there's always others that are moving along. So you might go in one time and see Mulan on and the next time you see Sleeping Beauty and then it- yeah the hall is designed with three greeting areas inside so so there are three princesses there you're most likely to see Cinderella and uh, Ariel and Aurora from Sleeping Beauty but they, they do change it up from time to time and of course uh, there are other princesses who have other homes if you want to find uh, Tiana for example you'll find her in New Orleans Square oh nice okay and it goes back to my point read the guide because see I didn't do it and then I got myself <laughs> anything else that's new there? Uh, between the uh, Mickey's and the Magical Map show and uh, Fantasy Fair those are the newest things in Disneyland but of course for anybody who has hasn't been to Disney California Adventure in over a year, you won't recognize the place That's because true. between Cars Land and the new entry area, the Buena Vista Street with the red car trolley and everything, it uh, it is a greatly expanded and tremendously changed park. People were just itching to get into California Adventure, which has been really such a dramatic change over the last few years, is that it really has that more Disney-esque feel to it, and people are really, really liking it. I was working with one of the uh, early morning uh, local TV news shows shows uh, around the holidays and we had them out on Buena Vista Street before the park opened or actually right when it opened for the earliest uh, guests and the line for fast passes for Cars Land as you were saying earlier was all the way down practically to the entrance of the park. (laughs) Very busy. Now John I've got two things I want to talk about when we come back next we're going to take a break we're going to talk about dining at both parks and accommodations some accommodations where you can literally walk in from the park and find yourself a room. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin here at the Disneyland Resort talking with Disneyland. And I want to talk about my two favorite subjects which is a place to sleep, and eating in the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've been talking with John McClintock from Disneyland Resorts. He was just updating us on all of the new things that are in the parks this year. John, one of the things we noticed is a lovely new sit-down restaurant right there in California Adventure. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite an addition. Uh, it's called the Carthay Circle, and the exterior, for those who are familiar with the historic Los Angeles architecture, uh, is designed uh, almost identical to the the original Carthay Circle Theater in Hollywood, where Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs had its world premiere back in the 1930s. Um, and when you actually go into the lobby of the restaurant, the lower area, uh, there are wonderful photographs that show you just how perfectly our architects have, have copied the, the, both the exterior and the interior lobby of that theater. Uh, but it's not a theater. It is uh, a lounge and a restaurant with a great uh, bar downstairs and wonderful dining upstairs. The executive chef for Carthay Circle is Andrew Sutton, who is also the executive chef of our award-winning Napa Rose restaurant over in the Grand Californian Hotel. Oh, yes, at, yes, uh, okay. Easily one of the best restaurants in Southern California. Now, tell us a little bit about the cuisine there at the new restaurant. Uh, well, of course, it's constantly changing, but uh, the original idea was uh, to keep the menu as somewhat similar to the kind of food that you would find in Hollywood in uh, the 1930s. So there are a lot of very rich dishes, a lot of very unusual uh, hors d'oeuvres. Uh, they do these uh, these little uh, turnovers, uh, meat turnovers, uh, that's one of the most popular hors d'oeuvres there before you order your main meal. And then uh, there's a lot of very interesting sort of meat and fish dishes that they serve there, uh, outstanding salads, and a really spectacular environment. Let's talk a little bit about places inside the park. My problem is I can't decide where I want to eat in the park, and so I graze throughout the entire day. <laughs> well, you talked about Cars Land a little earlier. Speaking of new restaurants, did you stop in at either the uh, Cozy Cone uh, Cafe or uh, Flo's V8 Cafe in um, Cars Land? In my case, it wouldn't be or, it would be and. <laughs> we, we actually did both and we actually had lunch at Flo's and we went and got drinks and snacks over at the Cozy Cone. Yeah, yeah well those are those are both very interesting and, and like the Carthay Circle and many of the other restaurants in the parks, very strongly themed so that uh, Flo's is very much an old style diner uh, with uh, music, jukebox sort of music accompaniment and the kind of food that you would find in a great Route 66 diner. Right. And the Cozy Cones, are for those who remember Remember it from the film. Of course, the cones in the film are hotel rooms, but in Cars Land, they are uh, window service restaurants that serve things like chili cone carne and stuff like that. <laughs> and they have these great drinks in the cone cups. Those were quite fun to get to. Yes, and those cups are really popular, too. <laughs> they, look, they look like uh, highway safety cones. I didn't notice them last time with that cone hats and tire hats, which I didn't see last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's almost unbelievable, but people do wear those hats. <laughs> Is there any other standouts in California Adventure as far as dining? Well, you know, the Wine Country Trattoria, which has been there uh, since the opening of the park, uh, directly across from the entrance to Cars Land, is a wonderful sit-down uh, restaurant with uh, a, med a Mediterranean menu that oh, nice. uh, I think is, is very, very nice. Um, and uh, then there are uh, more standard, uh, well, I've got to say, 
say, before we opened up some of the new restaurants, uh, one of the nicest places in the park, at least in my opinion, to get a great quick lunch would be the Award Wieners, the hot dog place in Hollywood. Those are great hot dogs. I have to get the corn dogs when I go there, too. Oh, yes. The other side of the park. (laughs) Uh, That's right. Yes, there is a corn dog cart uh, right on Main Street, USA, that uh, is, you've got to time it carefully because there are parts of the day when the line there is as long as for the Matterhorn, practically. Exactly. Those and and the other thing my kids always bug me about is the cream cheese pretzels. (laughs) <laughs> and they get really bummed because certain carts sometimes have certain ones, and they're like, which one has the cream cheese? Tell, just tell me where the cream cheese is. <laughs> so it is, it's really difficult to choose. Tell us a little bit about hopping over to Disneyland. There's some of my favorites that I always have to get mint juleps over at the mint julep bar, and I always have to get... Right clam chowder in New Orleans, but give us some of your uh-huh. standouts over there. Well, of course, New Orleans is is one of our headquarters for great restaurants. Uh, there is uh, the French Market Restaurant, which is a kind of a buffeteria-style restaurant. Oh, right. There is Cafe Orleans, which is an outdoor sit-down restaurant with a, a Cajun-style menu. And then uh, probably the premier restaurant in Disneyland is the Blue Bayou. Delicious. Where you, you Love sit it. in a replica of uh, the French Quarter restaurants, outdoor restaurants, even though it's indoors, yes. but designed, as you know, with lightning bugs and a starry sky and the boats from Pirates of the Caribbean sailing past you. As you yes, we actually through. lucked out in previous visit. We got the table closest to the ride, closest to the water. Our son, we were just talking about, has some special needs. Just literally, we were all enjoying the food, and all he did for an hour and a half is wave at every single boat. <laughs> <laughs> but love the dessert, the pirate dessert that was oh, a pirate yes. uh-huh. ship. So. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we have to feed a lot of people in Disneyland because it's a very popular park. So you can go over to Tomorrowland uh, where there's Red Rockets Pizza Port, which is that. very popular. And the Tomorrowland Terrace where you can eat your hamburger and watch uh, the uh, Jedi Training Academy show that takes place on the stage over and, there. And I noticed um, their kids' meals now come in uh, R2-D2 containers. Yes, yes, that's right. You can get a... <laughs> A bucket, an R2-D2 bucket. There you go. Um, and uh, and then on Main Street, uh, you know, the classic restaurants, the Plaza Inn down by the Castle, and the Carnation uh, Restaurant, which oh, right. uh, not yeah. only has been popular for years, but uh, Oscar Martinez, who is one of the cooks there, is our oldest serving or our longest serving employee. Oh, wow. I think, he, I think he came to work at Disneyland around 1957. So not only do you need a three-day pass to get around and enjoy everything in the park, you also need it so that you can eat everything in the park as well. Well, sure, and we haven't even <laughs> talked about downtown Disney or that's, the hotels. That's true, so that's true. That's, I was just going to say, I'm hoping that you'll talk a little bit. Let's actually swap over to the hotels because, I mean, there are dining options over there as well, but let's talk about the three accommodations that you have right there on site. Sure. The uh, Well, I'll start at the top of the line, the Grand Californian Hotel, which is our newest hotel, although it, it is now about a dozen years old, but was uh, built at the same time as the Disney California Adventure Park park originally and is for all intents and purposes inside that park. Literally, there yes. A, there's a gate directly opposite the Grizzly River Run that will get you in and out of the hotel if you're a guest there. I was um, just going to say, I've, is, I've walked by there and people who are staying there, they can just walk in and out of the park right there. That's right. Yeah. It's a spectacular hotel. In fact, you should uh, you should step in, just step into the lobby for a while and enjoy it because it was designed in the style of the, the arts and crafts movement, some of the stuff that Frank Roy 
uh, Frank Lloyd Wright was doing at that period, you know, very natural materials, a lot of uh, crafts, local craftsmen creating uh, furniture and bric-a-brac that decorates that lobby, and it's quite spectacular. And the other two properties you have? Um, right across the street from the Grand Californian Hotel is uh, Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, uh, which will give you a good view of Paradise Pier uh, the, in the Disney California Adventure. Um, and then, of course, there's the Disneyland Hotel, which dates all the way back to 1955. It's a classic. It was uh, completely uh, renovated and redesigned about three years ago, and with the brand new swimming pools there, uh, a whole new courtyard area, some new restaurants, and still a very, very popular hotel. I love the Disneyland Hotel. I was actually raised in Southern California, and I haven't lived here in my adulthood, but we used to have our proms at Disneyland Hotel and, and grad nights at Disney, so I'm always kind of just, I love the Disney Hotel. It's one of my favorite places. It is. It's a beautiful hotel. Uh, as I say, all the rooms have been recently renovated, so it's a beautiful hotel, and that whole courtyard area that lies below each of the three big towers of that hotel, uh, where the swimming pool and restaurants and other recreation is is better than ever now with all the new things. That Speaking of which, I heard about your uh, new tiki Hawaiian type uh, ah. restaurant. Yes. Ah, I'm not surprised that you've heard about it. I, I've been, I, I've been I, having three or four people go, come meet me here, and unfortunately our schedule didn't permit it. That tells me something when I hear my friends talking about wanting to meet over there and people that yeah. are not even going to the park. It's called Trader Sam's, and it's named after, for those who are familiar with the Jungle Cruise and Adventureland oh, right. at Disneyland, Trader Sam is the head salesman uh, in the go. jungle that you run into. Uh, but it's got, you know, very popular drinks, and it's an incredibly popular meeting area. Um, almost everybody I know, I have the same experience that you have, that uh, they know Trader Sam's and they want to meet at Trader Sam's. <laughs> well, one more question before we go. Thank you so much for your time today. Tell me, character breakfast, lunch, where can people get a character experience? Each of the hotels has a character experience, so you can actually have one without even necessarily uh, having to go into the park. Uh-huh. But uh, in Disney California Adventure, the uh, princesses uh, have their meals at uh, Ariel's Grotto on, oh, yes, the, yes. Uh, on the water in Disney California Adventure. And over at Disneyland, uh, there are character meals, uh, breakfast in particular, at the Plaza Inn on Main Street, USA. At the Disneyland Hotel, there is Goofy Kitchen, which is one of our most popular uh, character experiences. In the Grand Californian, uh, practically next to uh, the Napa Rose restaurant that we mentioned earlier, is Storyteller's Cafe, which has uh, character meals. And uh, then over at the Paradise Pier Hotel, there is the uh, PCH Grill, which also features characters for breakfast and lunch. We can keep you busy for days on end. John, tell us again the numbers where people can find out information on accommodations or make reservations for dining. Start with the phone numbers. Uh, for Disneyland, the main information number is 714-781-4565. Uh, you can also call the switchboard, which is 714-781-4000, and they'll direct you to whatever is the appropriate department for information about the parks. Uh, and then for specifically for dining anywhere at the resort, 
The number would be 714-781-DINE, D-I-N-E. I would also recommend, particularly for park tickets, travel packages, things like that, that uh, everybody do some exploration on Disneyland.com. Very good. It's a, it's a great website, and among other things, you can purchase your tickets online, print them out at home, and bypass the box office when you get to the park. That's perfect. More time in the park. John, thank you so, so much for sharing all this information and your time with us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. You are listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry, and now I've got two co-hosts with me, Jeff Griffin. And, of course, we can't do Disney without one of the mini-me's, one of my mini-me's, mini-he, to be specific, that's here to do He Said, She Said. It's time for He Said, She Said, but Disney is a magical place for the kid in all of us. I'm a little bit older, not wiser, but we felt like it would be a good thing to have one of our mini-me's who still has all that Disney magic with him, do he said, she said. As always, she said goes first. Hey, Minnie-Me. Hello. <laughs> We're going to do the he said, she said together today. So I'm going to start. Uh, my she said is the Fantasy Fair, where all the royal princesses have moved right outside the castle. There's a new royal hall where the princesses, you can see all the princesses. They're very popular. As well as you can have a little treat there. Not the poison, but the boysen apple freeze. That's my first pick. And my pick for He Said, She Said is Space Mountain. Because all of the darkness is, it counts down and then you go blast off like a rocket. You do blast off like a rocket. And and you're talking about darkness inside the ride? Yes. And pictures. Yeah. So somebody who's never been on the ride, what happens when you get in there? When my, my first time I went, it was really scary. But when I got used to the darkness, like the other ride that I went to. You like it a lot? Yes. He loves it, likes the music, and runs out to see our funny picture, right, that we take? Yep. So that's one of He Said's pick. My next pick is the glow with the show ears. Now, we've talked about this a little bit before, but what's fun and interesting with the glow with the show ears now is that not only are they synchronized with California Adventure, but they're also in sync at some of the things at Disneyland. The fireworks show and Fantasmic, so you can actually wear your glow with the show no matter what park you're in and have your ears all glowy and bright. What's your next pick, Minnie Me? Splash Mountain. Why is that? Because it's so fun. And it has my favorite song. Yes, and what is that? Zippity doo da, zippity yay. I think I might need to find you a job at Disneyland, Minnie Me. Why, thank you. So, Minnie Me, tell us a little bit about Splash Mountain for those people who don't know what Splash Mountain is. What, what kind of ride is it? Well, it also has pictures. You can take pictures. Minnie Me likes all the rides that has pictures, so he can come and look at himself. But they take a picture when we drop down a huge drop, right? Yep. And we're on a log, right? Yep. And it's in water, right? Yep. And what song do we sing again when we're Zippity in Zippity doo da, zippity yay. My oh my, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful day. day. That's a very good pick. It's actually one of my favorites as well. My number one pick is the character breakfast. 
I always think that we're always trying to find characters and get signatures and, and kind of do all that thing. And it's really nice when you go to a character breakfast, a character lunch, or character dinner, when you've got all the characters there and you can have more of a relaxed environment, you can eat and also get all the character signatures. So that's kind of one of my picks for this year. So many me, what is your number one pick this year? Radiator Springs and Cars Land. Those are both excellent. What is your favorite about Radiator Springs? Well, there's two sides. One, they both race, and um, so when you go through those two, they do different things. That's true. When you go through each one of them, they have a little bit of a different twist, and then you get to race each other. Yep. But that's really fun. And this year, Mini-Me, we got to do something really fun. We got to go on Radiator Springs at night. Yep. And it's all lit up and super cool. Yep. And what are the other things that you still like about Carsland? Carsland is one of the newest and still hottest places there at Disney. I also like Mater's Junkyard because um, there's like a lot of twin spins and turns. We love the spins and turns. Yes, and it really makes you cool off. Yes, it does make you cool off on a hot, hot day. Haven't we had fun here at Disney? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Minnie-Me, for joining us for He Said, She Said. You're welcome. That brings us to the end of this Disney episode. That's now, correct. this is just sort of the first part of a two-part series. Yes, two-part series, because there are things beyond the border of the Disneyland Resort. A lot of people want to come here and stay, eat, play. We encourage that. But make sure you save some time to go outside of the borders of the resort, because as we discovered, there is so much to do. And we're going to be covering that on our next show. Join us next week for that episode. It's Anaheim Beyond the Disney Gates. In the meantime... Please always remember that there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you are in, please join us next week for Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll see you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.